Guys, welcome back to the Cold Hard Truth. We have another phenomenal episode for you. No guests, unfortunately, this week. We have a lot of Week 2 NFL topics to get into, though. A lot of crazy, down-to-the-wire games. A lot of big storylines to touch upon for Week 2, but this is the Cold Hard Truth. We're going to jump into all these topics right now. Boys, how are we doing today? Week two, NFL. We have two more games tonight, but it's almost officially over. Week two weeks in the season complete. How are you guys doing today? I feel great. How does everybody else feel today? We all of our teams want a football game. The Giants, baby. Let's go. Let's go, New York football. Can we address something? The fact that Connor's team in here, the Giants, is the only undefeated team out of all of ours. That's, Thank you that, all that, very that's much. Let's go. I'm a, I'm yeah. a Giants fan this year. I'm not going to lie. Thank you, Peyton. Thank you. You're welcome. I, mean, I love – look at Daniel. Look at Daniel go. He did so looks well. good. So he, Listen, of, after, after they beat the Patriots twice in the Super Bowl, I'm surprised you haven't already shifted over. But anyway, I had, I had to take a shot at you. Come on, man. Anyway, now he's look, mad. I, was, I had to take a shot. What about the guys? other seven of them? <laughs> facts, facts. Well, I'm not mad. I'm not mad. I'm not worried. Not seven, six. You know, I'm not worried, you bum. What yeah, are you talking yeah, about? yeah, you're not yeah, worried. That's right. 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 We're going to jump into the first topic of the day. We're going to go over a few specific games from the weekend. And the first game I want to jump into, the Dolphins and the Ravens. What a contest that game was. I mean, the Dolphins were down, what, 35 to like 14 at one point, end up winning the game 42 to 38. Peyton, your overall thoughts on that game, two or through a career high, six touchdown passes. That connection between him and Tyreek was going gangbusters in the second half. The, what were your thoughts on that know, game? The connection between the safeties and the DBs was very poor. I will say that. The That's Ravens the Ravens were very depleted at the uh, defensive back position, and it definitely showed with uh, Waddle and Tyreek both going for 11 catches almost. Both over 150 yards and two scores. It was it was yeah. 170 both for, for both. Yeah, teams. that was. I mean, Lamar played out of his mind though. I, I I love how Lamar is playing. He is throwing the ball extremely well. I think he's silencing everybody that said he didn't deserve a contract before the season. I was I, I was shocked by Tua's performance. I'm not gonna lie. I I people have a lot to say about the DBs, like I just said about the Ravens. But even with the depleted, you know safeties in the dbs he still played a hell of a game he was throwing the ball everywhere over 450 yards passing so you can't say enough about it Tua looks fantastic he leads the league in passing yards right now at 739 through i mean unless it's only two weeks in the nfl season but i to mention this i'll shout out jacob's quarterback too the top three right now i forget the exact numbers of the other two but in order right now at number one is Tua tungavailoa at number two, I believe is Carson Wentz, and number three is Joe Flacco from the New York Jets. He is the he leads the league in passing at number three. Jacob, Joe you think you, Jacob, you think you would have won? Proudly, kids. Jacob, you think you think you would have won that game with Mike White? Uh, probably. Do you Hard want Mike? Do you want Mike White to start next week? Yes or no? Probably not. <laughs> Fucking asshole. <laughs> Fuck you. He's happy with Flacco at starting QB now, Fuck but Jacob. What, what were your thoughts on the Dolphins-Ravens game? I mean, to his performance, he went out of his mind. What were your thoughts on that? Um, 
Well, first off, if the Dolphins are going to win a game in that fashion, then they're going to win a lot of games because their defense is not commonly going to give up that many points. And if Tua is going to play that way, which, you know, something I think we were all unsure about, I don't think any of us were surefire Tua is going to be great. But if he is, they're, they're no doubt playoff team uh, because, honestly, he, you know, I don't want to say a full-on question mark, but, like, he's still the biggest question mark on that team just based on the fact that I think the rest, aside from running back, maybe, I you know, they have a couple mid-level guys in there, but I think all other areas of their team are more or less pretty set. So if he's going to play well, they're going to be a real good team. And overall in the game, I, and, you know, Tino, I, I know you were mentioning, was it a bigger, you know, collapse by the Ravens or amazing comeback by the Dolphins? Personally, something like in the Jet game, and what happened to the Browns has like a lot of luck to do with it, of course, with the onside kick and whatnot, you, at, at least to an extent. For the Ravens' sake, to give up that many touchdowns in less than a quarter, that's not luck. That's really bad. It and, is, but the but 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 half sure. of the Brown half of the Brown secondary wasn't hurt in in the second half. Well, you know what I mean? What do you mean? Listen, listen. Marcus Peters was, I believe, was still in there. Kyle Hamilton, Hamilton was still there. Marcus Williams was still there. They had were they? Yes, I don't, I don't, I don't think so. I don't they, think they, so. They, they lost one guy who wasn't even one of their main starters. They had they had their main guys in there. They just had miscommunications. Tyreek and Waddle were just burning them. That was just the, yeah. that was the, the simple fact of the matter. But Connor, what were your thoughts on the game? Because that was probably the craziest game of the weekend in the season so far. Maybe outside. yeah. Um, I mean, if this is Tua's sort of like question mark segment of his season, just imagine how good it'll be when he finally gets you know like rapport with everybody on this team, and especially. For the Dolphins receiving core, this is best case scenario. You got Tyreek Hill going off, Jalen Waddle going insane in year two, really uh, progressing nicely. Just just a really nice start to the year for the Dolphins and obviously a huge comeback win. I was going to say too, because the thing with Jalen Waddle, people forget last year he broke the rookie record for the most catches in a single season as a rookie. So he was already a pretty good receiver last year. And the specific stats of both Tyreek and Waddle, I'll give them from you know this weekend. Tyreek had 11 catches for 190 yards and two touchdowns. Waddle, 11 catches as well, 171 yards and two touchdowns, including the the game-winning touchdown pass that Tua threw over the middle to him in the end zone. They just went off. And honestly, Jacob, you mentioned the running backs. Raheem Mostert, who they got from San Fran, and Chase Edmonds, both of those guys are very serv- serviceable running backs, and you we've kind of learned throughout watching, you know, as, as much as all four of us have watched football for as long as we have, we know that when it comes to having success in the playoffs and winning a Super Bowl, you do not necessarily – obviously it helps – but I think we can all agree, you, if we look at like past Super Bowl winners, you don't need a guy that's at the level of a Derrick Henry or a McCaffrey or a No, Saban. you don't you don't need a bell you don't need a bell cow. Yeah, you don't. You can you have, can have a, you like, a committee. You look at some of the teams that have won. They had, Giants had a mod Bradshaw, Garrett Blunt, who yeah, was a good playoff performer, but not like never a top ten running back. Well, in the James, James White scored the game winning touchdown. Yeah, against James Atlanta. White, the mm-hmm. Patriots. The amount of, no no team that wins ever has that dominant of a running back. The Broncos had like C.J. Anderson or something. Yes. It was never that they had this dominant running back. So the Dolphins. If Tua continues to perform the way that he is, again, he threw two interceptions in that game. One of them was just a phenomenal play by Marcus Williams to pick it off of the leg of the Dolphins receiver. So that really wasn't even on Tua. To throw six touchdown passes in a game where you basically were down and out, and I was assuming the Ravens were just going to run away with it the same way they had done a couple years ago when they beat them like 56-14. to Remember in that week one opener? The Ravens just throttled them. I was expecting the same kind of outcome, but Tua proved me wrong, and – 
if we see more of this from the Dolphins, I'm not going to say they're going to challenge the Bills in the division because I don't think that's the case, but they can definitely make noise in the they playoffs. Might. They and might. maybe even make an AFC championship game. Bro, I if, he can, if Tua, if Tua can connect, if he can connect accurately with Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. Oh, yeah. The, the reason Waddle broke the record for receptions as a rookie is because when he touched, every touch he got was worth it. Like, yep. he makes the most out of every single grab that he makes. Same with Hill. So if he can just connect with those guys, I don't care if it's a slant, comeback, deep route, anywhere. If he continues to connect with them on a high level, like, again, 11 targets, 8 receptions, 12 targets, 9 receptions type of numbers, they are going to be extremely scary because that defense is good, that offensive line is good, and Edmonds and Mostert can both make plays. And just like you said, you don't need a bell cow. You need a good committee to win a Super Bowl. I was gonna say, like, imagine, imagine if the Dolphins get like a little bit of a run game going. Think about how explosive the pass game is gonna be then. It's gonna yeah. be insane because in the play action game factors into it as well. And already when Tyreek and Waddle are beating defenders down the field, you put play action and get that involved. It's over. But we're gonna move on from this game. Jacob Jarrett, your New York Jets, they scored two touchdowns in a minute and a half after the two-minute warning in the fourth quarter. I'm giving you the floor. Talk about your New York Jets. How did they pull this one off? <laughs> Jay! No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I hate you. Um, I turned the game off, as did many. Fairweather fan. <laughs> Fairweather fan, as they say. 30-17. Oh, my God. The Dolphins were down. Do you think Dolphins? Yeah, I, I know, think the Dolphins they, fans they, were not turning off the TV. The Jets were down with, like, three minutes left. It was a little bit different. That, that got- was the first time in that amount of games. I'm sorry, with that amount of time left that a team came back from that deficit in 2,230 games, yeah, which is good for since 2001. Nice stat. So <laughs> now you know why I turned it off. No, but all seriousness, Garrett Wilson. Oh, he was phenomenal. Sauce Gardner. See you later. He did get hurt. He came back and played. Yeah, no, did he, he really? Yeah, he did. He he him and Garrett Wilson both. Ah, whatever. He's, he's whatever. They yeah. both got hurt, and they yeah. both came back and made plays after getting hurt. But – Truth about the New York Jets, you're playing the Browns, not the best opponent. You know, I don't think the win should make people have any type of different thoughts about their overall season. But what I do think it does is it gives people the chance to say, hey, when they do bring Wilson back in and they keep the rest of the guys that were the reason that they were able to have a chance to win this game, then they might actually be competent. Their schedule is ridiculous. They're not going to make the playoffs. But they will, you know, take another step, I believe, from last year. And I, I think they have a much better roster than they've had in a long, long time. Talk about Garrett Wilson putting up 30 fantasy points in the game-winning touchdown catch that Flacco threw to him. So Garrett Wilson had had himself a day. And I go, going into this again, I mean, I talked about the – Jacob and I both talked about the Jets preseason – of how much better they, their roster looks as a whole because of the way they drafted, the way their free agency went. They put stock into this team and made them better. Now, again, Peyton was kind of like reacting to how Jacob and I had them winning maybe five or six games. Maybe that was a little overshooting it, but I don't think when you look at the just the roster on paper before they had even played, that was not that far-fetched to say because they have a decent roster. And again, they're in a tough AFC conference. We're not saying they're going to be a playoff team, unlike maybe another New York team that we're going to talk about about a little bit later but the Jets again like they just have a much better roster with that young core and they have a chance to be good going forward Connor your thoughts on the Jets before we get to your team in a little bit thoughts on the no uh, yeah I mean we're gonna get to the Giants in a little bit but just I saw this stat yesterday the Mets 
Yankees, Jets, and Giants. First win on the same day since September of 2009. <laughs> that's ridiculous. That's just like, that's mind boggling. I cannot believe wow. that. Wow. New York sports are on the way back. And I, I'm actually starting to think, like, I don't know. Obviously, the Jets want to play Zach Wilson when he gets back, but I think that the fans also want to see some wins in, in the W column, right, Jacob? So I don't know if you want to ride some Flacco. If you want to ride some Flacco. I'm serious. Like, I don't know if you want to just throw Zach in or just hold the hot hand. I don't know. Look at his face. Look at his face. Look at his face. Look at his stupid face. You stupid face. You can't You can't possibly be serious. His stupid face you got right there. Look at that face. Even if they beat. Cincinnati next week and Wilson's healthy against the Steelers, you still put Wilson in. No, and then what if he comes in and he sucks? What if what if they put in then then they have a decision, but you give him a chance to play no matter what. Yeah. What if they win with what if they win with Flacco next week and then he gets hurt in week four and then they bring Mike White in and then he wins in week four? Then do they start Wilson week five? It's like a love triangle. No matter what. I think I roll with Mike White. Oh my god. Last week you Dude, last week you were talking about his Flacco whenever you talk about the Jets. What'd you say? Last week you were talking so bad about Mike White saying that Flacco like Yeah, but now that now that Flacco won, I guess we should go with Mike White, right? Because when Flacco loses, we want Mike White, and then when Flacco wins, we want Flacco or Mike White. Oh my god, you make no sense when it comes to the Jets. he doesn't make Jacob, don't pay him any money. No, no, no. you know what? it's okay because he's just so happy to have his stationary, mid-level, not going anywhere, eight and nine every year quarterback. So he can enjoy the stability. Listen, I got no response. No response to that. <laughs> okay. All right. We're no gonna response. move on. Mid-level was generous. Oh, oh wait, can I have my Jets take? One, yeah, yeah. Wait, they should that? they should cut Michael Carter and run Brees Hall into the ground because that kid's a dog. That's all I gotta say. Brees Hall is very good. No, he Brees Brees Hall had a very good game. Michael Carter really didn't see that much. Brees action. Hall, Brees Hall has say not Saquon because he's not as fat. He has McCaffrey type feelings when I watch him play. I'm like, this kid could probably go for 100 on the ground, probably go for 100 in the air if they just kept him on the damn field. But no, they give snaps to Michael Carter, the bulldog bum. Who the hell wants to watch Michael Carter run the ball into the tackles five times in a row? Like boring. Start Brees Hall, please more often yeah and I, I think he put up massive fantasy points too if he did start so a lot of fantasy owners out there if you're looking for someone on the waiver wire if Brees Hall's around maybe look to pick him up because he he's might... not on the waiver wire but that's not a good take Tino. Well, I'm saying nope. that... he was a third he was a third round pick this year Tino was he for every league he was a third round pick third round he was a fourth th- yeah he, yeah he was 30 he was 33rd projected in ESPN Listen, 30, there, there were definitely in one of my leagues he definitely was not taken so I'm ta- I'm speaking for my league but if he listen there's no way he wasn't playing with morons I swear dude I swear to god morons all I'm saying is if he's available or make a trade for something try to get Brees Hall on your team he could be beneficial for you anyway moving on to the next game we're going to go to the Bengals and the Cowboys the Bengals I want to throw out the stat oh. before I go to all of you guys they're the first team or the first team in the Super Bowl era to start a game or to start a season off 0-2, I'm going to read it off my phone. The first team in the Super Bowl era to start 0-2 despite being at least a seven-point favorite in each of their first two games. What is going on with this team, Connor? Because I don't, I have them going 14-3, and and they're already 0-2. So what is happening with the Bengals? 
do I even need to say anything? Just look at Peyton's face. That's that's really how America feels about the Bengals right now. I mean, they're what are we talking about? What are we talking about? Yeah, no, the Cooper game was Rush terrible. The Dallas Cowboys. This is how I feel. Dallas Cowboys. Worst Sunday night football game ever. That game was horrendous. There was nothing good about that game at all. I hated the whole game. Actually, it wasn't even Sunday night football. It was 405, but still, it's that game. Still, it, wasn't, it wasn't a great game at all. In a, in a great week of football, that game takes the cake for the – actually, the – I, it was kind of fun to watch Jacksonville beat up on on. Uh, I was gonna say, yeah, that was just like, that was that was a pretty was that was just funny to see Indianapolis kind of just shit the bed. But like, I, yeah. I agree with you, Bengals Cowboys. <laughs> Yo, what's up with Joe? What's up with him? Is he good? He gets sacked thirteen times in two weeks. He got no chance to win. Yeah, what what's up with the upgraded O line? This this supposedly revamped O line. <laughs> no way. Games. It was bad. It was bad. And I, I don't know. I, I just don't – I don't know about these Bengals, man. Uh, it's sad to say. Like, I don't want to – who are they playing next week? Does anybody know? The Jets. Yeah, the Jets. Oh, the Jets. You, guys, you guys are screwed. Burrow's oh, coming out. Jets. Burrow's coming out for that revenge, bro. Owens I got it. it should have – okay, but hold on. It should have been no. this week against Cooper Rush. How did yeah. they lose Cooper Rush? No, nah, it was and the now defense, now Cooper Rush though. gets to face the G-Man. Uh-oh. Oh, is Cooper Rush facing Dan- Danny Dimes? On yes, Monday Night Football. Wow, what a matchup. That's the matchup of the week right there, I think. I'm just – I don't understand what it is. <laughs> what it is. It is. What is Cooper Rush? What is Joe Flacco versus the two Joes any better? Joe Schmo and Joe Doe? I mean, <laughs> Joe Flacco. said it was. Joe Flacco's looked like freaking Troy Aikman compared to Joe Burrow this year. So, but you're right. I, Joe Schmo. Yeah, but but oh, the I thing is, terrible. the thing is, you're getting Joey B at the end of like a really bad, like a really bad time. So he's probably going to be on revenge tour for you guys. I yeah. see. I, I think see, we like, might all remember nothing. what happened last time Joe Burrow walked himself. Into ah, yeah, but we're we're starting Joe Flacco, not Mike White, so it's not going to be the same. Well, listen, we'll see. But Connor, what is wrong with the Bengals? Please tell me because I haven't heard a straight answer yet. I mean, just the real simple answer is the offensive line. I mean, you're not going to win when your quarterback's getting sacked 13 times and has no and has no chance to throw the ball at all. That is the so, only reason. Yeah, that's it, pretty much. Because their defense is honestly, it hasn't been that bad. Not I mean, bad, yeah. They even, no, they, they, haven't, they haven't been terrible. They, they they forced a few turnovers. Like the D line has been forcing a few fumbles. Like they haven't been terrible, and they mm-hmm. weren't like phenomenal last year. The whole draw to this team is the offense, and the offense is absolutely dog water. They can't do anything. Well, they and, have film. They have film on Chase now, and he's had an impact still like obviously no, man co- first game he was great second yeah game, no man man coverage one-on-one jamar chase is that guy don't get me wrong but you can zone scheme around him if your defense is good enough and i'm not saying the cowboys defense is gross but they played him pretty well and i just don't i don't really know i don't know if it's the play calling i definitely think o-line is probably the best answer their their revamped o-line sucks and they look oh, awful their run blocking was bad their pass blocking was bad blocking they, was their blocking was horrendous so i don't yeah. know what this revamp is i don't see it maybe it's because i'll throw this out there as devil's advocate it could be because they need time in the beginning of the year to kind of gel because they have a new center a new guard a new a new tackle and lyle like they might need time to gel together but it shouldn't be to the point where guys that are this talented a guy like alex kappa who was in tampa was a great guard for brady a guy like ted crass who was in new england as a center a guy mm-hmm. like lyle collins who was a part of that phenomenal cowboys o-line mm-hmm. guys like that should not come in, and then you somehow let up 13. Like, I'm pretty sure this is around the same number of sacks they've let up in the first two games this year comparatively to last season, if not more. Like, I have a question. They look worse. What's the Bengals' record going to be in the next 10 games? 
I don't. I mean, I had him going fourteen and three, which is basically out the window now. That's, yeah, that's that's done. Yeah, that's it's done. done. We already lost two games. I mean, but that's but, like, but next ten games, what do you think? I mean, I'm gonna. I'll, I'll pull up their schedule. Four and six. It, it, it's a tough. No, I got to pull up their schedule though, because depending on who they're name playing, name name the matchups. Yeah, I'll quick. name the matchups real quick. But again, Jacob, if you have thoughts on the game I and mean, Cooper Rush's performance, anything you want to say about it, but I'll look up the schedule right now so we can go over it. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that the uh, Cowboys uh, probably. That was awfully rude. I'm sorry. <laughs> I think I the Cowboys defense doesn't get enough credit, as I said before the year. I think they have a hell of a defense. So you think that, that you think you think it was more about the defense or just the bad offense from the Bengals? Well, like what are you saying here? No, I also think the Bengals are a fluke and that they're gonna win eight games this year. Shut up, bro. They're gonna go eight. All right. I don't even need I don't need to hear the matchups. They're going eight and two in the next ten. Eight and two. Just, just after hearing what Jacob said? Yeah. Okay. Just eight All right, two. So we're not we're not gonna run through the matchup. We have Jacob's face on the room in the on the on the wall in the locker room. <laughs> oh my god! Listen, no, Joe Burrow's hearing this right now. He's snapshot. He's taking a screenshot of the screen. He's gonna put it in his locker, and every time before he goes out for a game, he's gonna look at your face and go, "This little smug idiot is the reason that I'm gonna go out and ball." Anyway, Tino, I hope he does. Would, Tino, would you rather have a hundred dollars or like know that Joe Burrow knows you? Like he knows your name. He knows where you're from. Like I'd rather know that I know. I'd rather know that Joe Burrow knows me and knows where I'm from. Hundred dollars, right. like I like. Okay, yeah, I'd I guess so. that, yeah, it's kind of a stupid question. I would rather know that Joe Burrow knows who I am, where I'm from, all that stuff. Anyway, uh, I know uh, care less about him. Say it again. Uh, I couldn't care less about him to tell you the truth. All right, whatever. <laughs> right, listen, I care about him. That's all that matters. We're gonna move on to the final game before we get to some. Well, uh, he, love he loves him. Or the Cardinals Raiders, dude. Kyler Murray basically said in the fourth quarter. He said. All right, I'm just gonna do all this myself. I'm gonna go off. The guy, 21. Peyton, what are you sleeping for? Wake the hell Kyler up. Murray, Kyler Murray sucks. He's a diva. He got a call in the back of the end zone oh, on, a down, on a fourth down. On a fourth down. Well, and he he could have run it. He could have ran it in. Peyton, we have to talk about you it. Don't have, dude. You don't have to tell Tino twice because he had him going four and freaking twelve. Yeah, I had him being yeah, horrible. We gotta talk about it. All right, all right, all right. You can talk about it. All right, you gotta talk about him. Okay. 21 right. seconds on a or 20.8 seconds to be exact on a two point conversion. I'm Connor, so... you look interested in this conversation. So, what did like what does that tell you about Kyler Murray's just athletic ability and his like his mindset that he can just make something out of nothing when, when it seems like all is lost on a play like that? Honestly, looked like a freaking video game. Honestly, Facts. like I I thought that someone was holding down sprint, just running wherever they want to go, <laughs> and then he just yep. ends up in the end zone after like. 30 seconds it, it was it was crazy to watch yeah i just can't believe it like i mean he just because even lamar jackson like yes he makes crazy plays but like tino that's... tino 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 don't what? don't don't say don't, it. Don't, just don't just don't tino, it was don't. a 21 no, no. second play tino, tino don't just don't fine don't. i won't do it because peyton's don't. in a mood right now no Jake, just don't do it Jake, it's not it's not right on Kyler's on his performance in the fourth quarter, what were your thoughts? They were down twenty three to seven. He ends up they get them to come back. They win the game in overtime. Reactions to his performance? I mean, it, it felt like the Raiders wanted to lose that game. Thank you. I, exactly. And, exactly. It's, it's honestly not that atypical of them to do that. We've seen yeah. it yeah. over the last few years. Then I feel like they lose more close games than anybody. They do. And, and they I were, agree. He's right. He's so right. Game. And that's honestly my biggest takeaway. Kyler played well in the second half, but I think a lot of teams could have profited from the chances that the Raiders gave them to continuously get back into the game. I completely agree. I could not agree more. I'm not going to lie. And again, the the game-winning play, don't get me wrong, I agree with Connor, looked like a video game. That 
crazy, crazy escape. I could not believe he got out of those tackles. But to get the flag on fourth down and to have four plays and, and then to use the next three where you could have run it in. He could have run it in the whole time, but he's like, I'm going to prove that I can throw this in the end zone. No, you can't. You're not accurate. Your completions aren't high. You don't throw a lot of touchdowns. Run the damn ball when you have the chance because you're Kyler Murray and you're faster than everybody else. Just run it in. Like, what's the point of throwing the ball three times when you're just throwing through the back of the end zone, throwing to safety's hands, throwing to somebody's back? It just looked like a joke to me. And he just pisses me off. He's the biggest diva in the league. I get he's talented, but in terms of pure performance and numbers, Lamar Jackson will always be two steps ahead of this guy. Always. Listen, you don't got to tell me twice. I rank Lamar Jackson ahead of him. I don't even think Kyler's a top 10 quarterback. I, I don't, don't even think it's debatable. You know, it's not, 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 I'm just saying I agree with him. I don't even have Kyler in my top 10. I'm just saying the guy made him like a, a bunch of miraculous plays. And yes. if we look at it career wise, Kyler is a more accurate passer than Lamar Jackson stats wise, but I'm not going to get into that. We'll leave. We'll leave. It, it, dude, it's true. You look at the numbers. Kyler's a more accurate passer we'll on the it. on the outside. Yes. On in, as a passer, he is a better passer than Lamar Jackson, but Lamar Jackson is a better quarterback in my opinion. Anyway, we won't get stuck on this argument. We'll move on to some week two key storylines from, uh, from this week in the NFL season. The Buccaneers in the Brady era finally knock off the Saints in the regular season. I didn't think it was going to happen. I, th I thought the Saints were going to win another two against them. It was looking like that for the for the towards the beginning of the game. Then Jameis throws three interceptions. They lose a few fumbles. The Bucs defense absolutely shuts them down. I mean, I have the Saints going 13 and four. Maybe I'm a little bit dumb, but again, it's only one game. It's only one loss. I'm not going to back out on anything <laughs> bit, yet. Maybe, only yeah. one loss, boys. Listen, it's we're not going to back out. Do they have room for three more losses? Let's the, like the black the black hole of interceptions that is Jameis Winston will three not games win before Thanksgiving. At least. I, I, I I I agree with Jacob. I agree. We'll five. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> Whatever, guys. We'll see. Either way, the Buccaneers finally get their win 20 to 10, their first win in the regular season against the Saints in the regular season in the Brady era. Moving on to some quarterback injuries. Justin Herbert, I believe I'm going to read it specifically. He has a fracture to his rib cartilage. He's going to be day to day. Yo. I have him on fantasy. I'm really pissed about that. That's but my guy, too, bro. Yo, that throw, though, when oh he was God, hurt, dude, bro, that was a done. That was a – he was he literally threw the ball on the ground the play before because he, he – couldn't, yeah. he, couldn't, he, couldn't he couldn't run. He couldn't run. He was like he couldn't he, – I don't even think he could throw. He was just like, I got to get out of here. And he then the next play – And then and then he throws a freaking missile to the back of the end zone. That seam oh missile God. was so beautiful. It was like one of his prettiest throws. I'm like, this guy is literally dying on the field right now. He <laughs> he's just like, threw yeah, he's one of the prettiest be. balls of his career. The Chargers defense, scary, bro. Chargers oh, dude, in general. This coming in, they're going to – I wouldn't – I wouldn't be too worried about Herbert. He might be out two to four, but like I still maybe. don't think so even. Maybe not even that. I, like it's minor, and I and I still think they could squeak out a win with this roster without Herbert. I'm, I'm going to be the Chase honest. Daniel show. Uh, I mean, listen, they have it, bro. But they, uh, I'm telling you, I told you guys coming in. Games. We all, all kind of think so too. Their defense is unreal, guy. Like Khalil Mack and Bosa, and even their even their defensive tackles. Everything about this team is just JC Jackson looking a little slow though. Mm -hmm. I, I will give you that. He is. He did get his money, and we've seen cornerbacks when they get their money kind of. That's when they're old. Yeah, old money. Yeah, and cornerback is also the, the the most fluctuating position in terms of who we look at as the best guy. Like one year it could be JC, one year it's Ramsey, whoever. Like yeah. it's a very very interchangeable position as in terms of who's like at the top. He's starting off slow right now, but I, I don't see any reason why he couldn't pick it up going forward. If I'm being honest, but also the major injury. 
Trey Lance is done for the year. He broke his ankle in the game against the Seattle Seahawks. It sucks for Trey Lance. And I'm, you know, I'm going to be honest. It honestly sucks for the 49ers front office too, because they were all in on this guy going into the season. But I need to pose a question to all three of you and any, whoever wants to jump in, they can, but is this a blessing in disguise for the 49ers that Jimmy G is back in as a starting quarterback? Yes. Cause I, I personally do. I think that having Jimmy G back is, and listen, there's always this been this kind of unexplained, not unexplainable, but this phenomenon where it's like the 49ers, they even with Jimmy G in, they still focus on the run game. They still focus on their defense. But for some reason, when another quarterback is in for the 49ers, they don't win football games. When Jimmy G is in at the quarterback position, they win a lot of damn football games. So having him in there, in my opinion, it's really you have a silver lining here with the Trey Lance injury. It's because it's you just, restructured his contract. You have him it's, back. It's the same reason why if you put a passer in the Ravens offense, they wouldn't win games. The That's reason why they can win games with Huntley, but they probably wouldn't win a game with a big passer like Kirk Cousins. It just their system is set for Jimmy. It's perfect for Jimmy. It's it's exactly what he can succeed in. With Trey Lance, I didn't see it. And I still don't see it with the kid. I'm going to be very honest. I don't think that he's going to be in the league for more than five, six years. And I hate to say that. I don't want to ish, wish ill will on anybody. But I just don't I don't see it with Trey Lance. I really do not. I think his decision-making is slow. His legs are good, yes, but he's already hurt. So how, how, how long are his legs going to hold up? And how long is he really going to be able to blow by linebackers? I don't know. I don't know. I just I really don't see it with Lance. Jacob, is this a blessing in disguise for the 49ers getting Jimmy G in there early? I would say yes and no. I mean, I think they put a lot of stake in Lance, um, drafted him early, started him early. And I think that they probably – because the whole thing that pretty much everyone said about Lance was like, oh, he won't be good right away, but he might have this huge upside. And I think that's something that the 49ers were really aching for. Because these guys that they've been shuffling between with Garoppolo or wherever it is, none of them are real face of the franchise guys. They're kind of like placeholders. Mm -hmm. So I think maybe that's what they were looking for in Lance. So I think it hurts them in that sense that, you know, there's a at least they're gonna have to wait a whole nother year to see their potential face of the franchise play. But for this given year, I'd say they're a little better off with Jimmy, but I still don't have, you know, huge expectations for them. Yeah, and this again, this could be a team that ends up getting back to the NFC Championship game again somehow because the NFC is a very weak conference this year, like really, really weak, especially compared to the AFC. This could be a team that sneaks in there depending on how everything plays out. We'll see what happens with them. Enough of the 49ers, enough of Trey Lance. Let's go to New York, baby. The red and blue. Why are we still talking about New York? The New York Giants are 2-0. and And this is, Connor, when's the last time this team started 2-0? and Give me, give me uh, two, 2016. Ah, uh, yes. It's not too far away. Ben McAdoo was the head coach. Damn. Damn. That was, <laughs> that was the OBJ uh, Miami uh, boat trip. Here ah, boat trip. the boat trip. Yeah, the uh, Packers yeah. smoked you in the playoffs, buddy. Anyway, yeah. I got. I have to get that dig in there. But, Connor, how are the Giants doing this? How are they 2-0 right now to start the season? The offense is stable, but Wink Martindale's got this defense balling out right now stable with dable yeah dable baby dable dable having trust in all forms of the ball special teams the opening kickoff they force a fumble carolina's first offensive possession the giants get another fumble and daniel jones is able is able to keep them in the game uh graham gano is automatic from anywhere that you put him and the g-men are two and oh baby let's go 
Graham. All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna pose the question again because I asked you last week. Like Jacob said, their schedule is soft. Probably it's the horrific. Schedule. Yeah, it's easy. Compared, compared to the Jets, it's absolutely yeah. horrific. Oh, it's so easy. It's the easiest schedule in the NFL, arguably. This team honestly might have a shot at making the playoffs, or am I just like – They have a shot at winning the They will make the playoffs. They're probably going to make so? the playoffs. Yeah, I would say so. I would go as far as to say that if they're not at least within a game of it, that it would be a disappointment because of I the agree. easiness of the schedule. I they agree. play the undisputed five worst teams in the league within the next seven weeks of the season, and they're already two and zero, which is so perfect. At worst, be you know five and three, six and four, six and yeah. three. Yeah, and they'll they'll have momentum. Hopefully, have momentum going into week ten, and they'll be able to face those tougher matchups in the back end of the schedule. So I I, I completely agree. And the point I want to make, though, because, Connor, you brought up Wink Martindale, Peyton, you said stable with Dable for the offense. Their coaching is, I think, the biggest reason as to why they're successful Huge. right now is the, is the coaching shifts. Because the roster Culture. really, if we're being honest, the roster hasn't really changed that much, if at all. They maybe added or lost a few pieces. They're healthy. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they're healthy. healthy. That's thing. They're healthy. But realistically, the, the, only ch- the major changes they saw in the offseason, coaching and adding Saquon back being healthy. And with, with that combination – we're really seeing a, a successful team right now. And again, if their schedule was more difficult, we wouldn't be talking this way about them because I don't think they'd be able to have this same kind of success against some of the top tier teams in the NFL. But sometimes the schedule just favors you. And in a season, again, where this is honest, this is, we've said Daniel Jones like is having a prove it season for like three years now. Every year of his career. Yeah, now that he has, but now that he actually has, again, a stable head coach in Brian Dable, a guy that took Josh Allen, who was very, a, a, extremely raw prospect coming out of college and turned him into arguably the best quarterback in the NFL right now. Having him with Daniel Jones, it is pretty beneficial. And also I love uh-huh. the I love how they're utilizing Kadarius Tony in the run game. I'm happy he's getting a few touches here and there, yeah. getting the football put in his hands. I do need to say though he needs to get more snaps because he played like seven total snaps. Yeah, I don't I don't understand why they're not yeah. giving him snaps. I was gonna ask Connor about that. Why, because... why is he not on the field? I don't understand. Well, the Saquon didn't run the ball very well either last week, honestly. Yeah, I mean he didn't. And you know, you can also say the same about Kenny Galladay. He played like two snaps yesterday. Kenny Galladay is really bad at football. I don't, I don't he, he, he just I, I just don't think he fits into what Dable's trying to do with this offense. So you know, they put in Richie James. Have you guys have any of you guys heard of Richie James before? I think I've maybe heard of him. I've heard the name, but I don't know who he is. The Giants like, leading receiver through two weeks. There yeah, that, that, but that, that's, that's <laughs> he's, he's this year's Darius Slayton. Yeah, yeah so I, that makes sense. But the thing is, Connor, with because I, I understand Kenny Galladay because he wasn't even utilized that much last year, yeah. even though again, I, I put that more on the terrible offensive coordinator and just the stupid system they were playing. But Kadarius Tony, when he gets the ball in his hands, he's a playmaker. Like like Peyton said this last season, when you give the guy the ball, he's electric. Mm-hmm. He can make guys miss. He's shifty as hell. He's a good slot receiver. He should be on the field more. That I feel like that would fit perfectly with what Dable wants to do. Uh, no? Yeah, you know the the only reason I think that he's probably not is that he's not fully healthy. Um, that I think could he be has, yeah. either that yeah. or he's he's just easing him on because they're still winning games. He's. What Dable's doing is managing games right now, getting wins in tough situations, and yeah. also not oversnapping his players too early. Like, I, I don't even mind if Tony's not on the field much the next four weeks. Week six and on, I guarantee you Tony's going to be seeing 80 to set. Yeah, and that's how it should yeah. be. Because, again, it's all about catching momentum for me, especially for a team like this. 
Mm-hmm. And it, uh, this this next seven weeks, Pox talked about their schedule is cake. So what's the point of tiring your best players out? You're probably going to come out over 500 anyway at that point. Can yeah. I just bring up something? I don't want to talk about the Patriots. Is Najee Harris bad at football? or is <laughs> Somebody tell me. Did anybody Did- watch the game? I didn't really watch it that much, Jacob, if you want to go. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, I, I saw Red Zone, but I, I was wondering about his – because I was playing against him in fantasy, and I think he only had a few points. He's bad. He's, he's I mean, his rookie year, he averaged 2.9 yards per carry, which is horrendous. The only thing that really kept him relevant in terms of fantasy football was his usage. He outsnapped the amount, the amount of yards he had. To people Not even though, well, 1,200 yards, but it's because he had 307 total touches on the year, which is insanely high. Yeah. I don't know about – Najee Harris. I don't know about Kyle Pitts. I don't know. Yeah, like, yeah. They, don't, they don't use I, him. I want to talk about this. I really think there's something inherently wrong with saying, all right, Kyle Pitts, you're our best guy. Go out and beat Marshawn Lattimore 1v1 in coverage. All right, Kyle Pitts, you're our best guy. Go out and beat Jalen Ramsey one-on-one in coverage. I look at a guy like Justin Jefferson. I think more than half of his catches week one, which he went absolutely crazy, were against linebackers and safeties. He rarely ever matched up against – like. Minnesota does he, a great he, job. He, he cooked Jair Alexander at least a few times, but continue. Fair enough. Fair enough. But Minnesota does a great job of finding spots to put him in and motioning him across across the line to get good matchups. Atlanta needs to figure out how to get Kyle Pitts open because this guy, again, was the best tight end prospect probably in NFL history coming out of college. And they just don't know how to use him. And I don't know if it's him and Mariota. I don't know. They stayed in the game with the Rams. If they, if they got Pitts in the end zone once, it would have been a tie game. On the other hand, Drake London, my offensive rookie oh, of the year. Pick. Hello, that kid can ball. He is extremely mm-hmm. athletic, big, tall, fast receiver. Doesn't isn't afraid of anybody, especially not Jalen Ramsey, apparently. But I, I just had to bring it up. I don't know what's going on with Pitts. I don't know what's going on with Atlanta, but they need to figure out how to get him better matchups in the slot, better matchups outside, better matchups in general to get the ball in his hands. Peyton, I'll tell you this before Jacob and Connor, you can jump in after me, but I'll t- I'll tell you this real quick. I saw something on Instagram talking about the Falcons. I was like head co- it was one of the head coaches Arthur GM, Smith or whatever. Yeah, it was whoever it was. Yeah. Somebody did I'm not going to I'm paraphrasing what they said, but it was cuz fantasy owners are complaining about the fact that Kyle Pitts has had like two catches and 19 yards in the first two weeks like, you know, in, in each game. And they're saying, "Oh, we're not playing for fantasy, we're playing to win games." But wouldn't you wouldn't winning games probably entail throwing the damn football to Kyle Pitts because he's your best? Like, I don't especially understand. when he's he only blocked three plays last week. Yeah, that's so what you're he's telling me. If, if he's blocker. not if he's not blocking and he he ran he ran thirty routes I think when when what is he doing? Back. What is he so he ran he ran he ran the most routes out of anybody on that team in terms of receivers so he when just, Mariota he's just dropped back. Running on the football field, just exactly. Nothing. He's just that's running, crazy. wasting his energy for no reason against again Lattimore and Ramsey. I, I don't. I think the play calling is archaic. They still look like a decent team somehow. I don't know if they just want to get London the ball. I don't know if Mariota and London have a better connection than Pitts and Mariota do. But man, it's just confusing me with Pitts. I don't know what it is. That much last year either. I mean, he was utilized, but not as much as we expected, right? Yeah, not not necessarily. No, he was targeted. He had a thousand yards, which is a lot for a tight end. He he wasn't targeted in the red zone. Yeah, he only had one touchdown. But I mean, Julio Jones is the same type of guy. There there were seasons with Matt Ryan where Julio Jones had over fifteen hundred yards and less than five touchdowns just because he wasn't targeted in the red zone. But again, I just wanted to bring up those two points. I was confused, but whatever. Yeah, Jacob, Jacob, your thoughts. I'm I'm curious, Jacob and Connor, whoever wants to go first. But like, should Kyle Pitts like be utilized more? What is the situation going on over there? What do you guys see? Yeah, I mean, I, I think Pitts is like. You know, his best attribute, you know, compared position-wise to the rest of the guys who play his position is as is his athleticism. So I that should make it 
that should be kind of like the easiest thing to lay, lay down framework for to create space for him. And and I agree with what Payne said in terms of Jefferson. I've all I've always thought, and you know, you see with the Jets with Elijah Moore, who they are struggling to kind of get involved too, is that his best plays last year came even if he's the wide receiver one, clear best receiver, put him in the slot. Exactly. Put him in the matchups. And then have him make the move. Yeah. I mean, that's what they were doing with Wilson, and that's why he had 100 yards. That's why That's why London played well, is exactly yeah. what he's saying. They treat Pitts like he's a number one receiver, and he just gets locked yeah. up every time. They put him in man. Yeah. Why not try to call a play where he's lining up against a linebacker? If you have Pitts, Pitts against an average linebacker is killing him. smoke him. Right. Smoking and, him. And look, they, at Jeff- look at Jefferson. Like, it doesn't make any sense to me. Half of it's scheme because it's, again, 30 routes in the drop back. He's running, he's running routes. He's getting open. It's just the scheme, which just, it just confuses me. I just don't understand why they wouldn't try to find a better matchup for him when he is as athletic as he is. Because, Peyton, you look at two uh, – before we move on to the next uh, topic I wanted to get to, the Packers and the Packers with Devont- when they had Devontae Adams and the Rams with Cooper Cup, they moved those guys constantly. Yep. And All big, the time. The vivid play I remember is in the in the, uh, the divisional round against the Rams in 2020. The play on the goal line when they ran Adams across the field, got him away from Jalen I can't Rams. get to him. I can't and, get to him. Yeah, and they made Ramsey run across the field. That yep. That's called util- like moving your guys, getting them into open space, getting them opportunities. They don't do it with Kyle Pitts. And I don't, again, none of us really know why. I hope they do, or I'd love to see Pitts go to a different situation because I want to see the guy utilized. Because he's he's so talented. And also for fantasy owners, because they keep bitching about the fact that Pitts gets no touches. So I want to just see him utilize and see what he can actually do in a good offense. Anyway, moving on to the AFC South. What is happening with this Colts team starting 0-2 against two division rival, or sorry, no, not 0-2. 0-1-1. 0-1, yeah. Tying with the Texans and then losing with the getting not even losing, getting shut out by the Jaguars. What is happening with this team who a lot of people expected to be like dark horse Super Bowl contenders, like a 10, 11 win team? What is happening right now? Pittman was out. I I don't I don't get it. Pittman, I mean, Pittman, Pittman was out, Alec Pierce was out, they didn't have any receivers. Yeah, but week one they had everybody and they were and they were yeah. down Well, th- here's what I have to say about the Texans. Davis Mills may be the best quarterback out of that draft class. And I don't <laughs> care what anybody says to me right now. Davis Mills is a decent quarterback. Serious? I'm dead serious. Wow. Lance is done, right? I mean, Fields, Fields, Fields is decent. Over your I, own guy, Mac Jones? I think Mac's – I mean, I agree with Jake. I'm, I'm the, well, it's Mac. What if, I mean, no, Mac, just, is, Mac, just, Mac, Mac, Mac is basically Jimmy Garoppolo. Like, that's I how – yeah, like, like Mac's, Mac's ceiling is extremely low, especially with that offense. Like, what Davis Mills is doing out there with Houston, staying in the game with the Broncos and tying the Colts – yeah, that was you know, come on now. You can't say you can't say the kid. It's not the. I mean, the Texans' defense is overperformed. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, but D- Davis Mills is a decent quarterback. And again, out of this draft class, I'd take him over Lance. I'd take him over Wilson. I would take him over. I'd probably take him over Fields. Lawrence and Mac, I guess, are questions. Lawrence is in a tough position, but Davis Mills, the guy that nobody ever talks about, I'm telling you, is a decent quarterback. No, I'm not saying he's not decent. I'm just saying best in the – I mean, two years in, best guy. Listen, well, we have to wait and see. But, Jacob, again, an 0-1-1 an an team. I was about to say 0-2 again. But a team that, again, brought Matt Ryan in. I know they had no receivers in, in week two against the Jaguars. So, if you want to just, like, scratch that. But week one, it, it wasn't just – you know, you look at the final score, okay, 2020. They were down 17-3 to in the fourth quarter with a guy like JT, with Pittman – with Alec Pierce, who who dropped a touchdown pass, by the way, in that game against the Texans, yes, and you bring did. Matt Ryan in, you still have you still have a good defense, 
what is happening with this team right now starting off this way? They look really bad. Yeah, I, I think, you know, something that we mentioned before the year a bit, I think they just have a sincere lack of identity for that football team. I mean, I know part of it is that they're going to obviously hand it to JT however many times a game. But just overall, they just don't seem to have that fire lit under them, in my opinion. And I honestly wonder if part of it is subconsciously that they actually – they let the fact that their division is so horrendous play into the fact that they don't put enough pressure on themselves to win football games. You Like, if you're even down 17, even if they came back in that 17-3 game, they should come – after playing the Texans, they should come to a press conference and say, we suck today. We yeah. suck today. We should have won this game by four touchdowns because they're saying? good enough to. So I don't know if they don't think they're as good as they are. Because in my opinion, I think on paper, I think they're a great roster on paper. Yeah, their I, defense, I, their defense hasn't showed up. Yeah, at all. Showed up at all. Shaquille Leonard, Kenny Moore, like no one has done anything on that team at all, like on defense especially. And it yeah. just again, Connor, you can go in a second, but they they yeah. were a team that I looked at and I was like, listen, I, they're going to win the division for sure. I mean, that's not even a guarantee. I mean, it's only two weeks not at all. Gets- that's not, only, not a guarantee. It's not a guarantee at this point by any means. You, I think it is. Maybe it is still, but I'm just saying like it's a bigger question than it was to start yeah, the season. for sure. Because you look at them and they by far, in my opinion, are the best roster on paper of any team in that division. So sure. it, it's just mind-boggling to me the way they're starting. And again, I mean, the Bengals are starting off rough too. So, I mean, good teams obviously could pick it up down the line. But what just scares me is the fact that it was against – arguably the two worst teams in your division and you tied and lost, got destroyed by one of them and tied with another one. And we're close to losing that one too. So that's what kind of scares me more. So is they're not playing like, you know, these like Buffalo bills, Buccaneer level teams are playing teams in their own division. Connor, what, do you, what do you think is wrong with the, with the Colts? Yeah. <laughs> I, I think that Matt, like Matt Ryan doesn't look like he knows how to read a defense anymore. I don't know if that's just me watching the game. Like he just doesn't look comfortable. Like in in this uh, in this offense right now, I, I agree with the two like of getting you. like adjusted or I don't know. I agree with I agree with you, and I think it's what Jacob said. I think Matt Ryan doesn't have that fire. When yeah. it's like he doesn't have that desperation to come prove. Like he's not really proving anything right now. And I think along with their security being in the division they're at, I think the security of Jonathan Taylor being the best running back in the league at the moment, kind of just gives Matt Ryan like he does like in Atlanta, he had to throw the ball 40, oh, yeah. 40, 30 times a game. Yeah. In Indianapolis, it's kind of like, all right, JT's our technical identity, but when you're down that many points, you're not running the ball. You got to throw it. I think this week it honestly was not having Pittman, not having Alec Pierce. I know Alec Pierce dropped the dropped the touchdown in week one, but I think Michael Pittman's a true wide receiver one. And I think Matt Ryan is going to depend on him heavily in the next four to five weeks going forward. I just know that he's not going to be able to succeed when uh, Mo Alley Cox is out on the field. Okay, I can Mo Alley, yeah. my God, what a game by that Listen, man! Connor and Jacob know this. I am very high on Michael Pittman as for the trade I made in fantasy last week. So, I would you make? I got Pittman on my team. Would you? Would you make the trade? Right, so, uh, Tell him, Tino. He looks really right. excited. Out here for the airwaves, because listen, you're probably going to make fun of me, but let me. I'll explain. Just say myself what you did, me. Tino. Please just say what you did. Whatever. I traded David Montgomery. Marquez Valdez Scantling and Debo Samuel for Michael Pittman, AJ Dillon, and Tony Pollard. I like that. You don't like that trade? They think I they think I totally blew my team up. I'm like, dude, what are you talking about? Wait, so you traded Debo, Debo, who and who? Montgomery. I traded, uh, I traded Debo, who's my wide receiver two, for Michael Pittman for a wide who's receiver. Who's your one? Justin Jefferson. Oh, okay. You're chilling. Yeah, you're fine. And I have AJ Brown at my flex. 
But Michael, oh, oh your your team is dirty. Tino, Tino, I, Tino, I have Pittman. Got a bullpen. I have, I have, I have Pittman and AJ Brown on my team. Tino, I know. I have Pittman and AJ too. Peyton, is Michael Pittman better than Debo Samuel? Uh, in real life, no. This year, so far, he hasn't. Tino, it's been two weeks. Tino, Tino, chill. In real life, no, not even close. In fantasy this year, with Matt Ryan under center. Who typically heavily favors his wide receiver one? Bro, it's been two weeks. In a PPR league, when catches are worth one point and Debo is not catching the ball as much, he's running more. I think. I think with Jimmy back, it's close because now we're probably going to get Debo of last year, who gets nine to ten touches on the ground and five to six catches through the air. I still like Pittman more this year. I think I, I just like him more. He's not, he I hasn't got he, like Debo got his bag. Debo's getting old. He's not old technically, but I just think Pittman's due for the breakout. It's his third year. Wide receivers usually break out in their third year. There's nobody else to throw to on the Colts besides Alec Pierce and Mo Ali Cox. And on San Fran, you still have Ayuk, you still have Kittle. Like, I'm saying. I, I also want to specify too, <laughs> I traded Montgomery as my, my Montgomery is my RB2. I traded him away to get AJ Dillon as my RB2. Now, I don't yeah. like that. I love that. I, he's I don't a like backup that running back. He's not a backup. He's he's a a it's a, it's a, it's a committee. Look at okay. the touches. No, I, wa- I watched that Packers game. No, okay, Aaron Jones. Yeah, oh, I know. Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones I had, had the ball. Listen, listen. I had Aaron Jones in my other league, so I wasn't super mad about oh. it because he gave me 42 damn points. Damn! I was happy about it. It's in my other league when I'm about to be 2-0 in that one, and I still could win tonight because I have Jefferson, Goddard, and A.J. Brown all going tonight. And how so many are you down by? I'm down by like about 40 points, but Jefferson. You're gonna win. You're gonna win. Jefferson can do 40 by himself. Uh, AJ, AJ is probably gonna get 30 by himself. Oh, yeah, by the way, AJ Brown for offensive player of the year this year. I think it's like plus. Low, dude, low it's, key, it's like plus two games. Yet? Jacob, like, what, Jacob, what are odds are looking about? insane on AJ Brown offensive. Connor, you can say the same thing. Why? What do you mean? You think AJ Brown's gonna win offensive player of the year? You, I will tell you right now, AJ Brown will have a better performance tonight than Justin Jefferson. Hundred percent, no doubt in Dude, my mind. That, man. I mean, all right, no all right. doubt. Right, AJ Brown, AJ Brown. Hot take from Peyton, but there's one more thing I want, or two more things I want to get to before we end the show off today. Russell Wilson, get get out of here, Peyton. <laughs> Russell Wilson, he's having a rough start in Denver. I mean, they're one and one so far this season, <laughs> but in his first two starts, he's 43 of 73, 58 percent uh, passing completion percentage, two touchdowns and one interception, and he just hasn't looked that great. You know, like all, all this stuff in the pre- boom, uh, Broncos, boom, let's ride, like all that stuff, and now we're in the situation boom. where they don't look that. No, good. thank you. Yeah, what is Russ? Is Russ like let's Russ cook? Like what is happening here? Nah, he's got no fire, no desperation. Same thing he's as not Matt cooking Ryan. at all. He's not. He's, I mean, not he's the opposite of cooking, bro. Yeah, he's, he's really in, not. No, yeah, yeah he's he's on he's on simmer right now, bro. Yeah, what is the reasoning? Dead for ass. Is it Nathaniel Hackett? Like what's going on here? Nathaniel no, Hackett. he no, he just Russ just Russ just Nathaniel already, Hackett's a fraud. Yeah, I agree with that, but, but Russ, really Russ has nothing that's, to pr- nothing, nothing to coach of the year, by the way. Coach of the <laughs> oh, year. Oh no, it wasn't. Coach of the year. Oh no, he had he had Sirianni. He had Sirianni. Nick Sirianni from the Eagles. Mind Which might pick. actually hit. Oh, that's actually a good pick. That's a yeah, good pick. Yeah, it's a good pick. Yeah, yeah, Mr. Mr. Eagles are gonna be awful this year. Eagles look pretty good. Though. Oh, Eagles look pretty good this year, buddy. Can they you guys play are acting like it's week 16? Let the Eagles play two games. What the Nice, yo. Listen, why don't we talk next week? Let them play a second game at least, dude. The I Eagles, don't know. The, the Eagles Jets kick off lose, in so. 25 minutes. You're going to be eating your words in about three hours. We'll see what we will see. We'll see what happens tonight. But again, Jacob, like, what is Jacob? No, what what no. is wrong with Russell Wilson right now? Why? Because usually he starts the season out hot, and now he's just ice cold. Like it's bad. Bad. 
perhaps a reversal. Perhaps. I don't, you know, I couldn't tell you, bro. We, <laughs> we took him in our fantasy league. I Morons. Thought, I thought the Broncos would have been 2 0 by now. I, I don't know. He does not have the answers. I can't give you a good answer. I mean, honestly, I, I definitely do think that maybe people didn't take into account that, like, his weapons aren't that they're good. Not I did. I had a last they're, not they're that good. good. I mean, you, they're what like, do you mean? They're Jerry like Judy's above average. But barely. Oh, Jer- Judy got hurt this week. Sutton's gross. The, no, I don't know. Uh, I, think, I, think what? I think somebody what? on this show might have accounted for it because Who's I had it. Tina, why are you looking at the camera like that? Because I'm going close to my mic so you can hear me. I think somebody on the show might have accounted for it because I was the only person that had the Broncos in last place in this division. And you all called me crazy. But now look at what's happening. They don't look that Oh, yeah. Good. Your Raiders look real good, Tino. Oh, yeah. Dude, it's oh, yeah. Derek Carr. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What do you have them? 16 and 1? Yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You bum. You bum. I don't want to hear it. 14 three bagels. They're always going to cry. God damn. And the, can you believe the Rams almost lost to the Falcons, though? Like, dude, that, dude, that would have been their two losses that I had them having this hey, year. Hey, 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 for fantasy purposes, Tyler Higby. Good se- second in targets on I the Rams. Him off the waiver wire. I picked him up this week, too, and I started him, and I was very happy so, about it. So. Tyler, Tyler Higby, low key looking. I mean, he had 11 targets game one, I think, and now he had 10 targets last or this week. So. He's looking pretty good for fantasy purposes. I kind of like him deep late. Um, but yeah, that's I don't know why I'm still talking. Connor, so the Bron- again, so would you put most of it on Nathaniel Hackett going back to the Broncos? Because I think it's that pairing that might be throwing him off so far at the beginning of the year. I think so. And you know, just Russ getting adjusted to a new team, like seriously. I mean, we we really shouldn't be overreacting after two weeks. Um, yeah. He has been in Seattle his whole career. Overreacting, so underreacting. There's there's really nothing to say after two weeks. Let's see how he is after maybe like the first month. All right. Yeah, fair enough. Final thing I wanted to get to. The Packers, they looked a lot better. I just wanted to close it out by saying, or just by having the discussion about their run game, because Rodgers went on Pat McAfee on Tuesday. He had been talking all week about how they need to give the ball more to 28 and 33, get them more touches. I mean, 28 had a few. 33 was uh, utilized pretty heavily in that game. I think it was like 170 total yards, like 190, something like that. He had two touchdowns in the first half. The, you know, Aaron Jones looked phenomenal. Even Sammy Watkins, too, coming into this game. He had a few good catches, one deep ball. He looked pretty good. Obviously, it was the Bears, and Rodgers owns the Bears. But, again, did you didn't like really own them last night, though. He didn't really own them. I mean, they won 27-10. I'd say they owned them. But if you – you know, if you, Aaron Jones Aaron Jones definitely owned the Bears last no, night. But Rodgers, he owns them. The Packers own them. He is the owner of the Bears. If they win games, he's the <laughs> owner. Bottom line. Anyway, Jacob, you look excited to talk about this topic. The Packers relying on the run game, you know, coming into week two. Do they need to keep doing this every single week in order to be successful on offense? Well, we said they'd bounce back, and they did. Overall, Aaron Jones, I have the utmost to say about him, as I did prior. And A.J. Dillon is a backup running back. And that's my evaluation of the Green Bay Packers. A.J. Dillon did not look very good. That's because they didn't utilize him as much. No, no, no. I don't know why they didn't utilize him. You want to know much? No, no, no. Jacob, Jacob, tell him. Jacob, tell him. Because he's their backup running back. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Low key, low key. No, it's a committee, but it's about a 70 30 split. It's not not 50 50. A backup is about 90 to 10. Like Jalen Warren, Najee Harris, 
whoever the backup is in New York for the Giants, whoever the backup is for McCaffrey, that's a backup. Well, sure, but that's only because AJ Dillon's a bit better than all those other backups. But AJ Dillon, AJ AJ Dillon's better than a dude. He got third. the he got the majority of the carries last season. It was one game that Jones, dude, last yeah. week Jones Dillon had the majority of the yeah, carries. That's last because week. that's because last year they were having Aaron Jones, Aaron Jones, sorry, Aaron Rodgers have this another MVP level season where the situation changes in the run game. They're going to have to run a lot more this year based on the fact that he just came off two passing, extremely high passing seasons. I have no idea what that means or what that point was, but I like it. I I do too. I don't mind. Here's what I uh, I do have to say. (laughs) Okay. but I'm going to let Connor get in here in a second, but like, dude, no, don't let him in. Don't let me in. Don't let Connor in on the, you don't want me. You don't want me. (laughs) Last season. Dylan had the bulk of the carries over Aaron Jones. In week one against the Vikings, Dylan had the majority of the carries over Aaron Jones. This was one game, yes, where Jones had majority. I can guarantee you for the rest of the year, it is going to be split 50-50 or probably no. even 60-40, A.J. Dylan. I'm no. telling you. You're out of your mind. Yeah, you are. You are. All right, we'll see. Connor, your thoughts on just the overall run game. Answer Jacob didn't even answer my question. Will the Packers Answer the to- damn question, Connor. Yeah, Connor. Will the Packers have to rely on the run game in order to be successful offensively for the rest of the year? Will they? Backup RB. Can you answer my damn question? <laughs> <laughs> but yes, no, they will. I just um, Chase Edmonds over there. Yeah. I would. Yeah, they would like Chase Edmonds over there. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's it's mostly going to be the Aaron Jones show. Just, that's it. That's just like my gut. My gut feeling. Me too. After, Me too. After last yeah. night, I, I don't really know if AJ Dillon's all that. Tino. No, uh, Tino, I don't know if you watched last night, but A.J. Dillon basically ran nowhere at all. Yeah, I mean, he's the RB2 for your team, and he's the RB2 for the Packers. Ah, I got him on that one. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Tino. Tino, I, hey, I, the I, fact I, that you got Pittman, though, is all good. I wouldn't have gave up Montgomery. I wouldn't have gave up Montgomery. Montgomery I, had him, I had him last year. He was a bum. Anyway. He's consistent. Consistent. What? Whatever. I am making the executive decision to end the abuse that I am receiving right now. We're going to wrap it up here. That was like, honestly, I had a lot of fun. That was a phenomenal show, boys. Thanks so much for getting. We had this discussion. Thank you so much for everyone who tuned in to watch. We really get appreciate your beans it. in. Oh. Put your bean in. Put your bean in. Go follow us on our socials. All of our social medias are down below in the description. Hey. On Twitter at podcast one. Hey, I'm trying to close it out. Go follow us on Instagram at TCHT underscore podcast. Again, all of our personal social medias are down below in the description. Thank you so much for watching another great episode of The Cold Hard Truth. We'll see you guys next time for our week three reactions. I miss my friends.